3: Dave Neal.
4: Good morning, everybody. Happy Hump Day, January 24th, 2024. one two, four, 20, We've got a lot to get into this morning on your rush hour ride to work. All the information you need to stay hip and cool at the water cooler. Trump scores historic win last night in New Hampshire primary. He won the popular vote, 54.6%. Nikki Haley, forty-three point nine percent. Trump has now won the uh, primaries in Iowa and New Hampshire, and he's the first non-incumbent GOP candidate in the modern era to win both those states. Nikki Haley says this race is far from over. Well, we'll see about that. And in other news, I've got a lot of stories here revolving around Playboy. Who knew? Several Playboy stories. Kanye West back in the news, and some Oscar snubs to continue talking about. Ryan Gosling actually came out and slammed uh, if. Uh, those those powers that be for not nominating his co star for an Oscar, and I've also got some other podcast wars. The first one being Nick Viall. He was on Trading Secrets podcast and discussed his strategy about staying authentic to himself when it comes to dealing with adversity. I think I think. You know, some people like to think that I'm just run some hate campaign against him, which couldn't be further from the truth. I just like to dot my T's and cross my I's. Is that how it goes? I like to, uh, you know, when we see bullshit, we call it out. So while I think it's good to not worry what other people think of you, I think Nick also actively uh, throws a little gasoline on that fire sometime. I mean, he's not just some random secretary somewhere dealing with hate online. No, I mean, he actively will say things that will rile other people up. He knows what he's doing. It's good for business. And, you know, for my channel, it's good for me to call him out because everyone who's, you know, there's always uh, a a yin to somebody's yang here. Uh, Anyway, I don't expect Jason Tartik to push back too much on him, but let's hear what he has to say about dealing with adversity in the Bachelor Nation. I I like to be loved as much as,
5: as the next person, but it's also not really any of my business what you know, people outside my circle think of me. I yeah. mean, of course, well, I'd love to be liked and love to be loved. But it's more important to, you know, just be authentic and not to sound cliche, but, like, yeah, just because I can control that, and, and at least I'm consistent. Because I do think more than anything, especially on reality TV or just being in the public eye, the thing that hurts people the most, I think, is inconsistency. Just look at Bachelor Nation. Sure. Everyone loves a fall from grace. Everyone loves it when, like, the the likable character does the shitty thing and then we can hate on them, right? Because yep. they're showing this inconsistency. I think over time what I have shown with people is a consistency to be myself. <laughs>
4: it's like my consistency is that you never liked me to begin with. I, I don't, necessarily agree with him as far as uh, the characters on the show doing anything with their fall from grace it's just whether or not the show gives them the good edit versus the bad edit I think the truth is we're all humans and the people on the show are all humans in one instance people hated Braden for some stupid stuff and the next they said oh yeah he's a pretty likable guy it's really like uh, knowing that everyone's trying their best. And sometimes villains are just those that are more insecure. And sometimes there's premeditated things going on. Like we, we, we know Nick is premeditated with, you know, the way he tries to keep his name polished in a nice sheen as far as the gossip rags go. You know, he's the first to contact any new members of Bachelor Nation that are gaining clout. You know, it's part of the business. He's trying to get them on his podcast. There's definitely a little friendly war between Caitlin Bristow and Nick uh, Vial in the sense that they both are trying to get the big uh, contestant after the breakup, you know, you know, the, 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 Barbara Walter style interviews. So, you know, I mean, uh, you know, but in some ways I think Nick, he, th- he sees consistency and he goes, well, I've been consistent. Therefore that's why I'm successful. And by all means, the guy runs a tight ship over there and he does a good job, but also, you know, you know, sometimes you just got to know when you started on third base and not think he actually hit a triple. And that's no knock on him. He just comes from the era of bachelor where you could get lucrative high-end contracts, you know, not necessarily with the show but with influencing. And it's important to note. I mean, someone in his position in today's world might only get 250,000 Instagram followers where he was able to get into the 1 millions. And it's obviously important to ride that wave. Everything you do after that following is important, but to be granted and gifted that is definitely something worth considering you know someone blue collar like me who kind of had to battle in the trenches and just you know uh, do podcasts with all these other random people a lot of which i've become friends with we just don't get to see this the the content creation in the same light that those like jason tartik and nick vile do i mean it's a completely different world i mean uh you know to use the blue collar terminology I don't. I, I don't feel as a blue collar in everyday life. But as far as the show goes, I don't get screeners. I don't get to uh, you know get the high access interviews. I don't. I, those things don't exist for me. What exists for me is you. Is folks that want to hear what like a common comedian's thoughts are, not someone who maybe has to say or act a certain way to stand in the good graces of the producers and toe the line, be critical but not overly. You know, there's there's a delicate. Delicate needle to thread here. I'm sure Nick would agree.
5: And I think that if anything, whether they like or dislike me, I think people have come to respect that about me.
6: Yeah. I think a lot of people that do well with business endeavors after the show, you can connect polarizing to a lot of those people for the good or bad, but it drives their business, right? It's part of the equation.
5: Sure. But That's I, only just because Bachelor Nation specifically washes down their characters. And if you basically have an opinion about anything, you're subjecting yourself to criticism. If
4: you- I'll tell you this, and you can't tell this from the audio. I hate how edited this is. In the last sentence I shared with you, there were four jump cuts. And maybe they were just getting rid of the ums or whatever, but I prefer to, I'd rather watch an interview and know that it's their full thought versus what may have been just taken out. You
5: take Correct. a stand about anything. Yeah. Bachelor nation, look at it. I mean, the most popular people are the quote unquote the least problematic. And the least problematic are the people who really are the most quiet people who don't really say anything about. Anyone, you don't. Really-
4: I disagree, and I know Jason's about to. I think there are extremely uh, polarizing people that are super successful, like Becca Martinez and others out there. I don't think you. Ha- I mean, don't get me wrong. There are the Tatias and Hannah Browns that don't want to cause any trouble whatsoever. But they also were bachelorettes during the heyday, like I said before, where they got these big audiences. I I, I don't know if that's a. I would object to his example here of of uh you have to be bland in order to be you know successful. I think. I think you can have a strong opinion um, like Nick does, and that doesn't make you polarizing per se. It just means some people are going to disagree with your opinion. That's fine. No one judges Nick for his opinion. In my in my opinion, what I judge him for more than anything is his sort of sort of high school attitude he has, where he's very dismissive of certain people like Nick Thompson, who started the Can Foundation. You know, he said, Oh, he's only doing this because he didn't get a big following. The show didn't you know, real dismissive there, of course, the way he has lacked highlighting several content creators, his sort of uh, holier than thou view on reality, Steve. I mean, there's plenty of good people out there that are working damn hard. Of course, you could you could talk about about him actively deleting me from Clayton Eckerd's voice. And in in that instance, I mean, I'm not bitter about it, but I'm not going to pretend like it didn't happen. I texted Nick. I read the text message to you. I said, hey, buddy, I'm going to run with this story. And if you want to correct me, please do. Otherwise, I'm going to let you know why i am criticizing this because i think it's the wrong thing to do you know i think that's fine to judge people based on their principles and not necessarily attack their character because there is a difference like i don't think nick's a bad guy whatsoever i just think he operates in a very scarcity minded way with his podcast you know the first time he called me And wanted to talk. He for sure was mining me for a lot of information on how my YouTube channel was as successful as it was as an independent content creator. Abso-freaking-lutely. And I'm willing to share that information with people because I exist in a world where he's not my competition. Uh, I am my own competition. Am I going to show up and be the best version of myself? There is no Nick Vile in the world that's going to get in the way of that, just like there's no Dave Neal that's going to get in the way of him. Two things can exist. But for whatever reason, he doesn't want to, you know, highlight other creators like Jared Freed. Jared Freed is massively successful, uh, you know, stand up comedian featured on the Tonight Show, huge Bachelor podcast, Bitch Lorette, or Bitch Lorette and all that stuff. The fact that he's unwilling to sort of, um, I don't know, even 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 entertain platforming people that might be competition to him.
6: It really just shows an insecurity uh, whether he's willing to admit it or not. Really know who they are. But those might be the most likable people, but that doesn't mean they're the most successful people. Correct. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly.
5: And so I, that's what I mean. I'm just on the word polarizing. I think yeah. it's, it's a bit of an eye roll when it comes to that. Okay. to bachelor nation.
4: Wow. So he calls Jason Tartik's question an eye roll while picking snot. I don't know. You couldn't see that on the audio, but he was picking his nose. Maybe Mr. Mucus uh, <laughs> needs a new, uh, okay. I don't know. Nasal nick. Um, Either way, there's definitely going to be more to this interview to mine. I just wanted to pick up on this one part. I'll tell you what, I'll play the final minute here and then we'll take a break.
6: Okay. You know, in yeah. terms
5: of, you know, look at real polarizing characters out in the media, media, yeah. and I don't think anyone from Bachelor Nation is oh, all no. that polarizing. Oh, no, yeah. no, no,
6: You're right, exactly. When you compare yeah. it to Bachelor Nation, I'm not connecting, you know, yeah. the, your brand at all to anyone in those worlds. But I think the idea, though, is that a lot of people get a lot of love and get a lot of hate, I think, at the end of the day, it's about how, how you can do with it. And for some reason, you know, what I'm impressed by, Nick, is that when people do give you that feedback, I've never seen you once. I don't know. I haven't seen you bite into it. I haven't seen you step into it. I just see you always continuing to be yourself and not feeding it.
5: Yeah, I just there's no greater power, especially nowadays, than the power to ignore things or people.
4: And I totally agree with that, but I think the criticism is sometimes important to face. And I would never, I'm not the type of person to ever demand an apology out of somebody, but I would totally accept it if he was like, you know what, Dave, I shouldn't have taken your name out there. Um, I just never know why he did it. And I don't think he ever would admit why he did it because he was caught red handed doing it. You cannot like somebody and still abide by basic journalistic integrity. But honestly, you might think this is annoying for me to continue to talk about as I see it. But it's one thing to say, oh, ignore the haters. And it's another thing to say, man the fuck up and know when you did something shitty and address it. And he hasn't done that. We'll be back with more content right after.
0: At Audi, expectations matter. It's why what's standard on every Audi SUV are features that exceed yours. How we get there matters. The Audi family of SUVs. Progress you can feel.
7: When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions.
0: Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate?
7: Luckily, a Remax agent has answers.
5: Hey, Brian. Those are really good questions.
7: They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying.
5: I work with first time buyers all the time. I got you.
7: Remax agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit remax.com or download the Remax app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated. For this.
4: How about a palate cleanser? And what better way to cleanse the palate than with some UFO talk? In 1995, Phil Schneider went public on working on a secret underground base in Dulce, New Mexico, where he says he encountered hostile aliens who opened him up like a fish. He was found dead one year later in 1996, and many believe the result of murder. Here is a few minutes of what he says he encountered
8: clothes on plus you're in a almost like a spacesuit environment and you're reaching for a gun it's it's not the easiest thing to do and then to pop a clip in it and start shooting and I killed two of them yes they're mortal and they do die yikes however in the process uh, one of them did this, I, all I remember is that he just kind of waved his hand in front of his chest, and the next thing I know, this blue beam hit me and just literally opened me up like a fish. And every, uh, burnt burnt my fingers right off of me. And He does have three missing fingers. It was some form of electrical force because the kind of like hit, being hit by a lightning bolt, burned all my toenails off of me. Oh, my gosh. Uh, completely crispy crittered my left foot. Crispy crittered. Burnt the shoe right off of me. Um, all I remember was the smoking remains, and I'm laying almost, I'm still conscious, but in and out of, I didn't remember much. And there was a, a green beret that was right behind me that risked his life. In fact, he died. But he risked his life. He shoved me back in the batch and hit the button and took me up. And I wouldn't be alive talking to you today wasn't for him. I'm forever indebted. He lost his life. Sixty-six Secret Service agents, Green Berets, Black Berets, crack troops lost their lives because the government, our United States government, lied Did not tell us anything about the alien threat. There's a war underneath there and I'm talking dead serious. It's been going on since that time. Since late August of 1979, our military, the Russian military, basically the militaries of the world, have been in constant conflict with the outer space alien. Your audio sucks.
4: Wow. Wild stuff there. I don't know if this is real, but it's interesting. Look, I like interesting things. I like uh, Bigfoot. I like Chupacabra. I like aliens. I like mess. It all kind of works together. Do you guys like my UFO segments or not? Are we okay with that? All right. From one UFO segment to another similar segment. Is the Golden Bachelorette a go? Producers appear to be quietly casting the Golden Bachelor spinoff. All right. I'm all ears. Of course it's a go. Of course they're going to be doing this. They're shitting money right now. They love this. Good news, Bachelor Nation. This is a Decider.com article. It looks like our golden dreams could be coming true after all. Though ABC has yet to officially greenlight a Golden Bachelor spinoff, which would give one special senior woman the chance to date 20-plus senior men, it appears ABC has been quietly casting the Golden Bachelorette online. A visit to bachelornation.com, the official website from franchise producers, reveals casting calls for senior men and women looking for love. So we've known this this isn't anything new but whether or not there'll there'll be a golden bachelorette uh, you know from uh, Gary season yet to be seen although seems very possible. All right, here's a relationship that uh, kind of found itself through some hard times. It's the old Good Morning America fling. Amy Robach and TJ Holmes. Of course, they started dating while they were both respectfully married to uh, different partners. And apparently their partners that they broke up with are now dating. It's very strange, but hey, it's morning TV. Everyone's banging everybody. You know what I mean? The more wholesome the TV, the more aggressive it is. Did you know this? Did you know Barney? I met the guy who played Barney. He was like a sort of a sex coach. He was like a polygamist or something. Hey, oh, whatever you want to, or you know maybe not maybe polygamous is the wrong word uh, but either way uh, you know the cleaner the TV the dirtier the uh, the lifestyle and here we have Amy Robach and T J Holmes talking about the pressure
9: of their relationship to take off. I've talked a lot about living my truth and so this is part of it. So I am fine having these conversations because there isn't a couple out there who doesn't. And
4: And by the way, when a white woman says she's okay talking about living her truth, oh boy, chances are her truth is going to be delusion. Otherwise, they would just call it the truth. No, it's her truth.
9: Yes, I don't. And I know you don't want to put on some false narrative that somehow we're the perfect couple and we found our true love. And that means we never fight and we always get along and things are rosy and great. No, they're not. And... Even as much as we know each other more than most people who have been in a relationship for over a year, we've known each other for a decade now, pretty much. And we know each other really, really well. It doesn't mean that we still don't like I'm learning things about you every day as we're we've always worked together. But working with this kind of pressure over our heads is a whole other thing where.
7: okay, go Yeah. I'm
9: just saying that pressure is a lot.
7: Are you talking about the work pressure or the pressure now publicly for us to succeed as a couple?
9: Oh, see, I don't. I don't feel the pressure from the public to stay with you. I know that I know you well enough and I've spent enough time with you and I knew how I felt. And love sometimes is a choice when it's hard. It's not just a feeling. Lust is a feeling, but love is a choice, I believe. And I have chosen to love you, so I don't feel pressure from the public to be with you.
4: Lust is a cho- Lust is a feeling. Love is a choice. Very well said. So, all right, very interesting. Speaking of lust, Kendra Wilkinson defends getting high at a sublime concert the day Hugh Hefner died. She said, I owe him nothing. I smoked a lot of weed, recalls Wilkinson, 38, exclusively in a new interview with People. Although it's been 20 years since she first rose to fame, at age 18 as one of Hefner's girlfriends. The reality star says she is only beginning to unpack the trauma from her time living in the playboy world. Look, at the end of the day, I owe Hef nothing. I'm not going to sit here and protect him. Hugh Hefner decided to date millions of girls, right? That's not my responsibility. And whatever happened with him, with his relationships, that was his thing. It's not my responsibility to protect a man for his life choices. Very interesting stuff. in Hugh Hefner's recent uh, ex... I should say uh, his widow, Crystal Hefner, says she lost herself during marriage, hypnotized by the Playboy life. Have a listen.
1: I mean, is it that it's painful to recount what you went through? What is it that's motivating you? Because you're known as Crystal Hefner, so what's motivating you to change it?
3: Um, I think just reflecting over the last five years, I guess it's been about seven years, but the last two years I've been writing the book, um, and just yeah, just wanting to get back to myself. I feel like I completely lost myself in that place and just became what someone else wanted. I think you quickly realize what Hef wants and needs. And if you want to be around, you have to conform to that. You have to be Hef's mirror. And you know, I, I didn't know the terms then that I, that I have now, you know, Hef wasn't (laughs) this super charming person that everyone, you know, that he portrayed to the outside world. He was misogynistic. He was narcissistic. He did a lot of good, but he also hurt a lot of people.
4: And I don't think that's any surprise there. Uh, But look, when you're a consenting adult as you know, these women were, Uh, they get the chance and the choice to decide to be with somebody who's going to open doors for them and provide this Hollywood lifestyle and some mansion and this and that. And it's no surprise that afterwards they feel absolutely disgusted by it. But I'm sure, you know, it's just a chapter in their journey. I do not think Hugh Hefner could survive today's world uh, but he certainly made a long career out of, I guess, you know, doing what he did. What else can you say about that? All right, I've got The Rock coming up for you next, and some other news right after this.
1: We got another day of NBA action, so it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. You know that new customers who bet five dollars get two hundred dollars back in
2: bonus bets if you win. Make every night a watch party, only on FanDuel. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non withdrawable. Bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
0: At Audi, expectations matter. It's why what's standard on every Audi SUV are features that exceed yours. How we get there matters. The Audi family of SUVs
4: avon recap that i did there i guess they're just not that big enough bachelor stars but it was pretty damning the receipts she showed from her breakup uh maybe it was because you know they were bachelor in paradise contestants I i really don't know but in much bigger celebrity news dwayne johnson joins the new wwe board and gets ownership of the rock we can definitely smell what The Rock is cooking now. Dude's whipped up a mogul souffle because he's now on the WWE board in exclusive rights to his stage name. Dwayne Johnson was announced as the newest board member of, for TKO, which now owns WWE and UFC, as a new one-stop shop entity. As one of the shot callers of the organization, DJ will not only get some executive decision-making power, but other perks, too. For starters, he's getting some stock options which are valued at $30 million, and which will vest over time. More importantly, he's being granted full trademark to The Rock, which he has pretty much gone by his entire career, dating back to when he was in the ring. I guess that's my question is, was he... Paying the WWE like royalties to use the name? I'm really not sure. Hollywood Reporter reports that part of the deal between Dwayne Johnson and TKO regarding the Rock rights sees that TKO gets an exclusive licensing deal for 10 years to use the brand for certain products. And during that time, Dwayne can't go and license it to other companies competitive with them. In other words, he receives the trademark, but WWE gets a decade to milk it. Very interesting stuff. In another news, as we covered yesterday, Ryan Gosling uh, was nominated for an Oscar and his co-star Margot Robbie was not. Well, he has something he needs to say. Ryan Gosling just addressed the fact he was nominated, but Margot Robbie and Greta Gerwig were not. He told the New York Post, I am extremely honored to be nominated by my colleagues alongside such remarkable artists in a year of so many great films. And I never thought I'd be saying this, but I'm actually incredibly honored and proud that it's for portraying a plastic doll named Ken. But there is no Ken without Barbie, and there is no Barbie movie without Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie, the two people most responsible for this history-making, globally celebrated film. So, hey, I mean, you got to stick it with your co-stars there, right? I mean, good for him for sharing a little bit of that uh, respect for those that were snubbed. Not that Margot Robbie needs any more adulation. She's a absolute hit maker out there. Hey, but credit where it's due. Now, were there more women up for Oscars and was it a competitive, more competitive field? I, I'm, I'm truly not sure. I don't follow it that closely but very interesting stuff. All right. What is the day going to bring us? I truly don't know. It's a little bit of a quiet start to the day, which usually means somebody's going to break up because on a quiet day in January, that's when trouble will find us. Either way, I'll be here to cover it for you all day on the YouTube channel. The um, the internet folks are supposed to arrive this morning. I've got them set to arrive at 8 a.m. So hopefully they come and turn my internet on because I've been running off of a T-Mobile hot spot in yesterday just to get you guys content i drove over to a starbucks and uploaded my videos over there so hopefully by mid-morning i'll have blazing fast internet and when i do i will be doing a live stream with my patreon family patreon.com slash dave neal you can catch me over there and i'll be back this afternoon with another episode of bachelor rush hour
3: if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group Dave Niels Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com/slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at DNE's for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow. On the
1: rush. We got another day of NBA action, so it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win.
2: Make every night a watch party only on FanDuel.
0: At Audi, expectations matter. It's why what's standard on every Audi SUV are features that exceed yours. How we get there matters. The Audi family of SUVs. Progress you can feel.
7: The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated.